This special edition of CES Tech Talk is brought to you by Arlington Economic Development. Arlington works for business. Hey, everybody, with the Consumer Technology Association, I'm Tyler Suters. We are the owners and producers of CES, the largest, the most influential tech event on the planet. We are here to get you CES ready. The show is January 8th through the 11th, 2019 in Las Vegas. And there at CES, you are used to meeting innovators from all sectors of the tech biz, right? Global brands that are known across the world international startups that come from virtually every country. But today we're focusing on an innovator of a different stripe, local municipalities. Today we're talking to Arlington County, Virginia representatives. Now the county itself is only 26 square miles, but it is home to entities that you know, like the Pentagon, uh, Arlington National Cemetery, major government players. Also a couple of Oscar winners, believe it or not. Arlington is home to Sandra Bullock and... Warren Beatty. By the way, his sister Shirley McLean is also from Arlington. But the most famous resident from Arlington is going to be a future resident. That is Amazon. Arlington is one of two locations recently selected for HQ2 and Amazon's nationwide search. So today, a conversation about how a city or a county drives innovation and the platform technologies involved to make this transition complete. That's all coming up on this edition of CES Tech Talk. With us today, three leaders from the Arlington, Virginia Economic Development Team. First, Victor Hoskins, who is Director of Economic Development for Arlington County. Welcome, Victor. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Thank you. Uh, Aaron Miller is Director of Public Safety, Communications, and Emergency Management. Aaron, a big title. Glad you could find time for us. Glad to be here. And finally, Dennis Leach is with us, who is Director of Transportation, not as easy as that short title may sound in the Washington, D.C. metro area. Dennis, thank you for being here. It's a pleasure to be here. So Arlington, Virginia, is known to many as, as a suburb or an immediate neighbor to Washington, D.C. Uh, this fall, Arlington was thrust into the national forefront, maybe the international forefront, as the future home of one of Amazon's HQ2s. Um, what is Arlington County for those who are uninitiated in terms of its role as an innovator, a tech space, uh, a forward-thinking, tech-centric uh, government entity? Yeah, a lot of people really did not know that Arlington is the place where most of the technology that's in your cell phone was created. Um, the geopositioning system, uh, the um, ability to search the net on the run, actually the creation of the net all happened here in Arlington. Um, groups like DARPA um, and the Naval Research, Air Force Research, all those facilities are located here. So for years we've had a base of really high t highly technical talent because a lot of those a lot of the government workers that were in that research, uh, those research arms moved out into the private sector. Mm -hmm. um, we have now become, I guess, I mean, over time, uh, more commercialized. Uh, we've moved away from government uh, toward commercialization. We lost about 17,000 employees right here in Crystal City um, about, about six, seven, eight years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and we've been replacing them with private sector companies, and most of those are technology companies. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that you, you point to that talent, Victor, because those are all government entities that you were mentioning, whether that's uh, DARPA or the or the military, um, you have a built-in tech talent base here, right? That many in the public sector or the private sector may not consider. I assume. Yeah, actually, we have quite a bit of talent in the areas of um, artificial intelligence, um, robotic design, um, AI, um, digital. Um, 
um, digital from um, augmented reality to to um, virtual reality, mm-hmm. and a lot of people aren't aware of that because we're because we're in the shadow of the of Washington D.C., which right. creates this government um, kind of overlay, and we have the Pentagon here. Which yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so those those are a couple of things that make it that way. But the interesting thing is that in, in the last really five or six years, um, people have begun to underst- uh, understand that you know our presence at South by Southwest, at the Consumer Electronics Show, mm-hmm. the fact that you guys are here, um, Consumer <laughs> Technology Association. Association is a big um, um, positive for us. Um, so, so for us, it's just been a really a, the last four or five years has really been a transition. Mm-hmm. And we've had the tech talent, but the question was, would we have the talent pipeline? And mm-hmm. that was really what uh, we answered in the um, in the uh, competition for Amazon. We mm-hmm. actually answered that question um, with our Virginia Tech campus, with the expansion right. of GMU and others. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an exciting time, no mm-hmm. question. Um, Dennis, turning to you on the transportation side, this seems to be one of the areas that are ripe in urban or suburban settings for tech innovation to, to really change the way we go about this. Sure. So Arlington is a small but very centrally located place. Um, We have tried to position ourselves as having great transportation options, and we're always looking to build upon that. Um, And it means more than just what you see on the surface. A lot of it is about information. So we realized, uh, given that we have to move a lot of people and we don't have a lot of physical space, uh, communication technology is really important. Uh, So we were a leader in fiber optic. Uh, We now have fiber optic cabling pretty much under every arterial street in Arlington. Mm. Um, We've connected up all our traffic signals, over 200 CCTV cameras, um, and that helps us better manage the transportation system. We also realize that our, um, both our workers and our residents are tech savvy, and they want information uh, easily accessible. Uh, so we were also a leader in something called Fusion Screens, which is taking open source data from different providers, whether it be Metro or uh, our Art Bus service or Capital Bike Share or car sharing, and fusing it into um, one easy-to-read screen. And we're now deploying those around the county. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, all of that underscores, Aaron, one of the challenges I think that, that probably falls under your purview maybe more than most is that is um, a growing population density, right? Arlington is not alone in this, but a county that is um, adapting these technologies and innovation on the fly, um, not just out of vision, but out of need because the, 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 the population, the needs of those populations uh, or the population are changing pretty rapidly. Absolutely. So it's 26 square miles. We've got all of this fun and interesting stuff chalked into that space. But you got to remember, you know, DCA takes up some of that, the Pentagon, as well as Arlington National Cemetery. And how many people are you talking about in those 26 uh, miles? So we're talking on on a day resident basis around 300,000 folks, but then you got to figure in. 47,000 which come in every day to work at the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. Then you've got to figure another tens of thousands of folks that are making their way into our Fortune 500 companies mm-hmm. uh, that are here in Arlington. And then you've got to figure 395 and 66, which cross the beltway to un- enable people to get into D.C. or to get to uh, points uh, otherwise in Maryland and elsewhere in Virginia. Sure, two major transportation arteries. You also mentioned DCA, uh, shorthand for locals, right? Ronald Reagan National Airport, which right. is, which is in Arlington as well, and um, all the travel that goes through there. Um, how do you uh, move on the fly uh, with all these considerations in mind? You know, I, I think two things, um, and, and and it's interesting. Uh, you know, 
transportation plays a, a key role in this. I think the first is is the different modes, so the multimodal transportation uh, options that are available. So we're not only talking here about uh, a county which embraces a mass transit in the form of the metro system that the entire region utilizes, mm -hmm. but also buses which connect some of the larger systems, so we're our own art system is as Dennis mentioned, but then you've got the ability to white to walk, to bike, uh, to ride share, uh, and and all of those things are enabled uh, from a from a regional perspective uh, because we don't abide by the geopolitical boundaries when it comes to being able to move people, to move mm -hmm. information, mm -hmm. uh, and and to really plan how we handle incidents, emergencies, and and things on a day to day basis. I'm actually going to give you a couple of examples. Oh, please. It was actually coming from our staff and board that they felt really strongly that we needed to have a regional bike sharing system. Mm -hmm. DC had launched a very small uh, system uh, associated with an advertising company. Um, but Arlington thought, no, we can do better. Um, so fast forward 2010, uh, we jointly launched Capital Bike Share with the District of Columbia. Mm -hmm. And it is now the largest regional collaboration for bike share in North America. Huh. As an example, and I'll give you a second one, um, we also uh, see a, an important role for car sharing. But we realized that our car sharing program, uh, Car2Go, could not survive on its own. Uh, so again, going beyond jurisdictional boundaries, going beyond the river, we joined our program with the district, which made it much healthier. Mm -hmm. And so we are constantly looking um, for new ways to allow our residents and workers to get around here. Right, right. Two good examples. It's interesting you mentioned bicycles when we're talking about tech, but that's, <laughs> that's clearly, clearly the solution. Well, especially in the sharing economy, right? It can get, it can get to that. Um, Victor, so we, we hear um, you know, Aaron's and Dennis's points about not being uh, beholden to boundaries, right? Nonetheless, a county is an entity into itself. And Arlington is a digital county. Um, this is a term that's relatively new to me and that it's a, something of a local government term. Um, what does that mean to you, being a digital county? So one of the things that uh, Dennis just mentioned about that fiber being in the ground, um, mm -hmm. we can provide really unparalleled access for our companies um, for their own private um, uh, superhighway um, underground. <laughs> and, and, that's, and that's very unique. There are very few places in the country that have done that. Um, in addition to that, we have monitoring systems um, all over the city, and we're deploying more every year um, to monitor traffic, um, to monitor parking, to monitor the things that really make life easy in the city, mm -hmm. um, and also even to monitor... You you know the location of you know our 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 garbage trucks and you know their routes and um, and lighting systems and these are the things that you know sound very mundane um, but really make life very pleasant um, <laughs> and one of the reasons why we are able to move so many people um, in the county even though it's very small is that um, we provide a tremendous amount of information um, not just via technology but also through our companies so all of this kind of works together to make us a, a digital place we share as much information as possible um, we're as transparent as possible and I think all of those things really add to that the infrastructure base which is fiber and then working your way up into these individual mm -hmm. systems well question for the whole team then uh, when you say Victor that it may not sound too exciting the benefits here there are clear tangible benefits as well as practical benefits for residents as, as well as government um, what comes to mind first for, for each of you in terms of the benefits uh, delivered of being a digital county Dennis? I think a, a couple things are um, transportation is always a big issue in this region. Mm -hmm. um, 
that our residents and our workers just have a whole lot more information at their fingertips in getting around, even in the face of disruptions. So we really saw a test of that with something called SafeTrack, where Metro had to do phase reconstruction of the core of the system. And this is the subway system here in D.C. <laughs> that's area, that's right? correct. <laughs> um, and Arlington is, has the second highest ridership outside of the District of Columbia. But our residents and workers were still able to get around, and they had the information uh, for alternatives uh, because of what we do here mm -hmm. in a way that other jurisdictions just simply don't. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say that's a really good example. Uh, another is we have, as in the core of the region, a lot of special events. Um, we have limited manpower, so how do we effectively provide support? Mm -hmm. And it's through technology. Mm -hmm. um, I've now worked many uh, Marine Corps marathons, and each year that we work that uh, event, our technology enables us to do a better job. Mm -hmm. uh, we now have cameras pretty much on every element of that route where we can evaluate closures, when roads can be reopened, um, and it really is powerful. It extends the uh, ability of our staff to get things done. Interesting. So, um, Aaron, a lot of what Dennis just said has to do with communication. Um, that's that's your department. Yeah, I, I think one of the aspects that we call it Connect Arlington, that, that sort of network of fiber uh, allows us to, to do is think outside of the physical space and really utilize the virtual space as a dimension where we operate. So. You know, we're, we're talking about sort of how information moves back and forth, but for us on public safety, emergency management, as we talk about emerging technology, as we talk about emerging threats, that involves linking the entirety of our community, our, our, our public uh, institutions and our research uh, entities that you mentioned some of, mm -hmm. our, our citizens and our residents to be able to have information and share information. Uh, and, and things like our connections to Virginia Tech's research center, right? enables us then to leverage mid-Atlantic research institutions. You've got the College of William & Mary, you've got um, uh, other, other uh, entities within the Commonwealth that are connected to that. And so all facets across all of what we do uh, then uh, sort of can be leveraged from the development and, 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 and analysis of our, of our threats and vulnerabilities mm -hmm. to how we can be more resilient in uh, responding to those uh, incidents and events. Mm -hmm. Please, no, I, what, what I was going to say is that you know you mentioned earlier um, uh, Reagan National Airport, mm -hmm. and you know some some ways w that we we work with this technology is not necessarily you know um, sitting back and waiting for an institution to respond. Sometimes we help them. We connected um, uh, the Reagan National Airport, uh, the, actually the agency MWA um, Metropolitan <laughs> Airports Authority, what <laughs> uh, Metropolitan Washington Airports Authority. We connected them with um, 1776, um, and they were trying to develop a, a facial recognition system or a recognition system that would reduce um, your your time spent um, in going through the TSA lines. Right. Right, we've and, heard about this across the right, country. Right. right. Well, they they now have this this the system that they're going to implement in when they build their new facility. It's actually mm -hmm. under construction right now. It's a billion dollar to, um, you know reconstruction of the airport. It will be almost seamless from the point that you walk in the airport, mm -hmm. um, which is something that probably you know ten years ago, five years ago, even three years ago, you couldn't have imagined. But we push that technology from a startup 
into the institution. And I think that's something unique here. That doesn't always happen. I mean, right. because places get so large. I've worked in Los Angeles, and it's such <laughs> that's a, a... That's a pretty good example. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, the scale is so large, you can't get... Like, I couldn't even get to the airport to talk to people. <laughs> here, I actually know them. They're actually, their offices are in Arlington. So, right, actually, uh, just, you know, four or five blocks from here. Mm-hmm. And, that, and I think that that proximity allows us to do something different with the technology that we see. So when we see something interesting, we try to find ways to, to mix and match companies. And I think that's very unique. So is there a difference, or is it simply terminology, uh, a difference between a digital county and a smart city? Uh, are we speaking the same language, or are these separate entities uh, that, that may go hand in hand? I mean, I think they're extremely compatible yeah. mm-hmm. and, and sometimes used interchangeably. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of the technology you're talking about sounds very familiar in terms of a smart city conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a smart city is kind of a label. Right. Like, mm-hmm. are you really leveraging technology? Are you doing things in an innovative way that are really teeing you up for a better resilience in the future? Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about resilience then, uh, which I think is, is to some degree a byproduct <laughs> of all of this. Um, Aaron, is this very much uh, in your wheelhouse when we talk about emergency management? It, it is, it is, it is. And I think it's really important um, that we in the field begin to understand and anticipate how technology is not only going to change how we respond, but also uh, the different kinds of threats that are going to come with that. Mm-hmm. Is that more complex for uh, a county like Arlington that is so closely integrated into Washington, D.C., uh, into uh, federal government entities across the county? Absolutely. I think, you know, for many local governments, uh, you know, the, the, the thought of having to add another domain, another layer in which you need to be cognizant of your security protocols, in which you need to be uh, really, really tight on your response procedures. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the sort of evolution that we saw even in the past couple of months of growing malware threats uh, and ransomware threats mm-hmm. to um, local governments, our connectedness means that we become an arm, an entity of some of our partners, both mm-hmm. private and public. And we have a responsibility then, as both Victor and Dennis mentioned, make sure that we have the appropriate talent from our local community and within our local community to help us and to partner with us to ensure that we're on uh, really the, um, the forefront of understanding and evolving as the technology evolves. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked a lot about where we are right now, where Arlington County is as a, as, as a digital county. Um, I'd like you all to look a little bit more in the future, maybe even beyond your current tenures, if that's comfortable. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not sure. But I want to <laughs> I wanna, uh, offer up some, some you know, broad platform technologies to each of you and, and see what you think these can, these can do for your purview within city government and county government, and, and where it will go in the next decade or so. So, um, Dennis, starting with you, self-driving vehicles. I have, I have mixed feelings about this particular <laughs> topic um, because in Arlington, and again, because of our very small size, we're all about moving people, not necessarily about moving vehicles. And so uh, around the country, there's a lot of excitement about you know, autonomous vehicles, and it's going to be the solution uh, to transportation. But when you have the kind of densities that we have, both in terms of employment and, and residents, uh, we have to move a whole lot of people by, by a whole lot of different means, mm-hmm. walking, biking, bus, rail. Um, and so we think autonomous vehicles or, or vehicles that have a lot of technology enhancement for people 
um, has a role to play, particularly around safety. Uh, but it isn't the silver bullet that suddenly our transportation woes or our challenges are going to be resolved. Mm -hmm. I think that's, I would say it's kind of naive. Oh. Um, so we're asking a different question, which is how can the technology, the autonomous vehicle technology, be used to better serve cities? Mm -hmm. And that's a question um, that is really being discussed pretty actively across cities around the country, mm -hmm. um, as opposed to letting the technology happen, and then we have to deal with the, the impacts of it. Mm -hmm. Let's turn it around and say, okay, how can these innovations be harnessed uh, to make Arlington even more functional? Mm -hmm. uh, excellent point. Um, Victor, you touched on this earlier, but artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned it at, at Reagan National Airport and, mm -hmm. and working with TSA to improve the passenger experience. Where does AI go forward in your mind? Well, I, I can see AI moving into a lot of arenas that we kind of, at this point, um, have a lot of... It kind of, I, I think of it this way. So I remember the bank teller, all right? I, no, I, <laughs> almost a thing of the past now, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And actually, almost bank branches are almost a thing of the past. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone you know, who is my age can, can, can imagine you know, some kind of transition happening in different pieces of work that are done right now that would be better um, served automated. Mm -hmm. I always think of, and, and not, to, you know, not to bring up Amazon, but I think of the Amazon format where you can actually um, have a list, um, a, a list of addresses that you want something sent through, pick those things, and they just go. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember I used to be on the phone doing that. So I think that mm -hmm. this is going to kind of move into areas specifically in med tech. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of data analysis right now uh, that's being done um, you know, through algorithms will be automated. And, and there's, there's a company in our town called um, Evelyn Health, an incredible company. Started out with four people um, about seven, eight years ago. It's now over 2,500 nationwide. Um, and basically, they help people stay healthy. They work with hospitals to keep people healthy. And they do it through AI. They do it through data analysis. And they do it through algorithms. And I think that these, th this, this artificial intelligence identifying trends in individuals through their health profiles and then making recommendations that, I mean, frankly, you know, all of us want to avoid injuries. Someone may be injury prone, not know it, um, but through a, a set of large data, big data, that be predictable and you can make recommendations so they avoid, you know, running for three hours. They could probably run for an hour and a half, but they can't run for three hours. And I mean, these are things you're trying to be healthy and you're hurting yourself. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that these, that the data, um, that the data analysis is becoming so easy to do on one level, it allows us to do more predictive um, right. things, not just in health, but this is also for crime. Um, I know right now in Los Angeles, the big city, they're doing a lot of predictive analysis instead of hiring additional people. You know, mm -hmm. trends looking at, you know, where hot spots are, where they occur, times of day. You know, I think that is really where we're going to see it in service delivery um, for individuals on the health side, um, for all of us on the safety side. So I think that it's going to really, you know, pervade through all, all county services. Mm -hmm. This is a very creative community, and we're trying things right now in-house that we would like one day to see on the street. Like me, I want to know, look... I know, Dave, I know Dennis wants to keep all the cars off the street, but I drive a car sometimes. <laughs> and when I drive a car, I want to find a parking space. Who hasn't had the problem of driving around trying to find a parking space? And for Dennis, he can get 20% of his traffic off of the street if he could just tell you where to park. Mm -hmm. uh, just, it's just that simple. Right, Dennis? That's correct. Yeah. You want to change your mind on that now, Dennis? <laughs> well, again, <laughs> it's, it's how can the technology and information be used to make this a more livable, more functional place? Sure, sure. Um, 
as opposed to a lot of the conversation around the country is just ex- just excitement about the technology, but out, not actually thinking through what it means in urban jurisdictions. Yeah, the practical application, right? Correct. Yeah, excellent. Um, Aaron, for you, a backbone technology, 5G mm-hmm. connectivity. You know, I, I think what excites me is how uh, we can connect um, first responders, how we can connect emergency preparedness officials directly to residents and folks in need. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we always say within our, our business that 911 is the only contract that is universally across the United States honored between local mm-hmm. governments and its people. Um, it is the thing that we have to do right, and it is the thing that it you know generally impacts the worst day of someone's life. Mm-hmm. Um, when you are calling, you need to be able to relay information quickly and efficiently, and we need to be able to connect you to the right resources. It's a reason dispatchers and call takers ask you those questions. You know, what is the address? What you know, what is the nature of your emergency? And they go through those clarifying questions. Uh, you know, it is possible now, and we do have um, places that are connecting residents who need help through text. Uh, you know, nationwide, as we talk talk about next gen nine one one. You know, we are ramping up to be able to get pictures and video directly mm. from folks to be able to see what's happening at the scenes of incidents and think about being able to connect those resources more quickly, more efficiently. So instead of now sending a whole cadre of resources because we just don't know what's happening, we can figure out exactly what you need and when you need it, reduce that time, and really have an impact uh, on people's lives. And in some cases, do that without actually speaking to a victim or a patient. Absolutely. You know, we're already using, as Dennis mentioned, we've got a number of cameras across the county, mainly located across our thoroughfares uh, and and really key intersections where we see, you know, high rates of accidents. And we're using that to be able to send the right resources when we have, uh, you know, motor vehicle accidents. We're using that to send the right resources so that we can see what's happening, like you said, without even having to interact. We can sort of be before the call in some cases. Mm-hmm. Well, clearly you have a great story to tell, and technology and innovation are integral to, to the growth and the evolution of Arlington County. Why play that out at CES? Mm-hmm. Why tell that story among 180,000 tech professionals from around the world? Why are those stakeholders that you all need to engage with a specific presence at the show in Las Vegas? Well, for me, from economic <laughs> development perspective, we are always looking for creative businesses. Mm-hmm. We are always looking for um, something to add to our mix that is different from here right now because that's how you get these creative technologies actually serving the, the needs of people. And so for us, part, part of it is essentially diversifying our economy, bringing in um, new ideas, new concepts, new devices. Um, I, 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 I'm, I like technology. I enjoyed the, the new devices. If you went in my house, you go, why do you have so many phones? <laughs> uh, I, I'm one of those people that really enjoys um, using it to leverage and make my life you know, more pleasant. I think most people are that way. For us, in terms of this economy, we had this reputation history actually of being a government focus you know um um, providing things to support, you know, defense. We're now this, with this commercialization. We really need um, them not only to see us in an innovative place, but to come here and maybe even set up shop for, you know, for some of their technology and some of their work. Mm-hmm. So the economic development side is getting business. Oh, clearly, yes. innovative yes. businesses. Yes. Um, Dennis, what about you from transportation perspective? I would say perspective? that, that um, 
our position has been that we are we will shamelessly borrow good ideas from other places. <laughs> um, and uh, I will just reference uh, one uh, initiative that we launched, which is called Hackathons. Mm-hmm. Like, why hackathons in transportation? We're, we're really pretty geeky about this stuff. But we don't have all the solutions. And clearly around this provision of information and, and making it easier for people to get around, why not tap the incredible talent that's in this region? Mm-hmm. And so we launched our first uh, hackathon, and uh, we've had a lot of them down here in Crystal City. They are really well attended, and people are excited to sit around a room with their peers, volunteering hours and hours, thinking about new ways, uh, new platforms for information or integration with our transportation systems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say that we want people with innovative tech, tech, uh, ideas and technology to come here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are open uh, to innovating. And again, I use the phrase shameless borrowing. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good idea out there. Uh, we're willing to probably test it. All right. Let's hashtag it. It may be trending soon. I, I, I like that idea. So, Aaron, um, new businesses, new ideas. What is new at CES that you most want to leverage? Yeah, I, I think building on what Dennis said, not only is it the new ideas, but it particularly on the uh, public safety emergency management side, mm-hmm. um, we don't have all the answers. We don't know what we don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, being able to connect with uh, professionals across a spectrum of industry who have technical expertise, uh, who are on the forefront of development and implementation of some of the cutting edge technologies whether that be software or hardware designs. Um, you know, those things, being able to see those things, understand what the impact is going to be, to forecast some of those things in our business uh, is critically important. And, you know, we aren't the experts. We recognize that. And so for us, it takes the whole community to be able to build that mm-hmm. base of information. Uh, and so, you know, the, the perspective that we can gain on these ideas uh, the perspective that we can then, you know, bring to help understanding what it means uh, on our side uh, from a public safety services side. I think that that's critically important for us. Well, that's a very humble take, and I do want to position Arlington County and, and this team as experts because you won a national competition, one that was fiercely contested for Amazon's HQ2. Um, rather than go back through the where-tos and why-fours of how it came together, uh, what's next? So you get the win, and you celebrate for a minute and a half, and you think, oh my gosh, how are we going to put this together? Right? And, that, and actually, you know, it's interesting. How are we going to put this together? And that is really where all the work is. The rubber's meeting the road now. I'm working with Dennis and a big team um, to work on things like the bridge um, from Crystal City to the airport, so that you can walk uh, to, to Reagan Airport. And from, cross from about eight lanes or 12 lanes of traffic and across various ex- roads. Exactly, right? exactly. Okay. In a pleasant way, in an enjoyable way, and, <laughs> and have it be a great customer experience. Um, but we are starting on the implementation side of it. Dennis has a lot of work to do on the transportation side. Um, we're working with our housing people to make sure that there's enough housing developed to make mm-hmm. sure it doesn't impact the, the market too much. Um, and even the permitting the buildings themselves. I mean, something as mundane as that. You know, we're moving right along with our permits. So, mm-hmm. so I'll just mention a couple, of th- a couple of things to add to that. Arlington has actually a long history of reinvention, yeah. uh, which mm-hmm. I think set us up uh, for this. Arlington was a completely built-out suburb uh, by the 1950s, and it was declining. But the community didn't stop there. It didn't say, okay, we're going to accept gradual decline. Uh, we're going to have a conversation and figure out where ne- what's next. And that led to an incredible repositioning of the community 
40 to 50 years of smart growth in Phil. Um, and we're in a period of reinvention again. You know, what's next? It is Arlington not as a government town, but as one that really promotes technology, promotes private sector initiative. Um, so I think we're positioned for it. A lot of the things that are in our plans were really well matched with the things that the company was looking for. Mm-hmm. And particularly in the area that I work in, uh, which is infrastructure, we already offered a lot of um, transportation options. We already had a lot of capacity. And it was just like knitting those things together to make it even more compelling. Mm-hmm. So I will end this on an admittedly unfair question for this team. What's your encore? Ah, that's what, a good question. What comes next? Um, already in, in the week since the Amazon announcement, uh, Amazon has made a major, a series of major headquarter announcements or, or alternate headquarters, mm-hmm. right? Um, Google has just uh, somewhat recently made an announcement about a major development in New York City. So, Apple? Uh, yeah, this is not the this is not the newest one anymore, right? Right, right. right. What comes next as far as keeping Arlington at the, at the forefront of this? Yeah. Well, from the economic development side, you know, we are always looking for um, innovative companies, and a lot of those companies are on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we will be talking to these companies about expansion because, um, I mean, you have companies like Salesforce that have exploded, um, and frankly, Salesforce, I'm, Salesforce, I'm sure they could use a nice East Coast headquarters. It puts them closer to Europe, closer to a new market, well, closer uh, to government, cl- right? closer to government. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there are all these advantages um, of just strategically to be on the Eastern Seaboard. Now, whether or not they locate in Arlington or D.C. or Montgomery County or Fairfax County, in anywhere in this region, I am happy to have them here because they bring the new ideas and new opportunities. All right. Victor Hoskins is Director of Economic Development. Dennis Leach is Director of Transportation. Aaron Miller is Director of Public Safety, Communications, and Emergency Management. All these gentlemen are with Arlington County, Virginia, a county making national and international headlines as well. Gentlemen, thanks for your time, and we'll see you in Las Vegas very soon. Thank you, Tyler. Appreciate it. All right, we want you to be CES ready. So, step one, download the CES app. Build your personal agenda. Find your favorite exhibitors and speakers. You can sync in real time across all your devices. And new for 2019, you can connect your LinkedIn account, and that way you can see which of your connections are also at CES, and you can hook up. And step two, go to ces.tech. That is a website with the information you need about CES 2019. Again, the dates, January 8th through the 11th in Las Vegas. As always, none of this is possible without our podcasting superstars, producer Tina Anthony and engineer John Lindsay. You guys are the best in the business. As for you, thanks for joining this edition of CES Tech Talk. I'm Tyler Suters. Let's talk tech again soon.